You are listening to Miller and Moulton, exclusively on the Florida Sports Network. And now, here's Mark Miller and David Moulton. It is the Diamond District bonus hour, our final hour, together, in the same building, in the same studios. Then I'll get in the car and head back to Jacksonville. Do you know it's going to be 62 in Jacksonville today? I have no idea what that is. It sucks is what it is. Absolutely sucks. Man, I miss the weather. I do. For all those that say, I want the seasons. It's overrated. It's going to be 82 here today. I know that. Oh, I didn't know if you were aware. No, I'm wearing shorts. Okay, and when I when I get out of the car, I'm going to need a jacket. Right. Why don't you just stay another night? I just wish I... Move don't back. Know, don't know if I... Well... Uh, <laughs> uh, 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 just get the cardboard cutout, set it up at, at home. And Here's the funny down. thing. So, uh, we moved for family reasons, and, you know, they made a lot of sacrifices for me. I mean, what a glorious career to be making sacrifices for, right? So this time it was, you know, all right, it was my turn. And so, you know, we're going to Jacksonville. Okay. And um, I had booked all my travel, though, for Monday Night Football at RSW. And, I mean, it's booked. And and so I'm, I'm going to spend the fall of 22 here living out of the hotel. That was near my house. I had already made arrangements, got a certain rate. How glorious it was it? To live out of a hotel for, for two that. weeks, it was amazing. It was amazing. Did you let the housekeeping service in the room? During no, the- no, not uh, no. Well, how is it amazing then? You didn't get fresh sheets and new towels every day. That would—that's the whole point of why it's I'm, amazing. I'm I'm in the room for three days. I don't need fresh sheets and new towels in three days. So what? <laughs> I don't want anybody coming in the room. All right, stuff disappears when th- people come in the room. I just leave me alone. Remember, I have everything how I many, own. How with many two X shirts does someone else need? <laughs> <laughs> that is the you know what moment of the day, but that is funny. That, but I had everything I owned with me, and that included broadcast equipment and what have you. So that's another reason why I didn't. I there were certain things that couldn't go walking. I really, so that's why it's like, no, no, no. When I check out, do whatever you want with this room for four days, and then I'm coming back. But, and then, you know, Ian happened, and they needed the room. And they, you know, buddy of mine ran the hotel, and he said, uh, do you need it? And I go, so you're basically saying you need it for people more than, you know, me. And he goes, yeah. And I went, okay. So I was kind of looking forward to, you know, because I prefer the 239 to the 904. I do. I like it better. I like the weather better. All right. There are certain things about Jacksonville I like better, but not as a whole. But, you know, my family's there. And, I mean, occasionally we talk to each other. So, right. Right. So, you know. So sometimes I mean, they even respond. Well, sometimes. I mean, unless it's about a haircut. Then, you know, just goes right over their head. But. Anyway, FGC, you got a big win in Jacksonville last night to beat North Florida. That was unexpected to me. It was to me because North Florida did not play well five days earlier. 
their worst game of the year. And I'm like, well, they're not going to play that badly again. And FGC has been very inconsistent. And if you had told me before the game, one team's going to shoot 51% from the field, one team's going to shoot 32%, I would have flipped them. And instead, it was FGCU playing really well. Not many ASUN teams go into North Florida and beat them by 19. And the game wasn't any closer than that either. No, it was, they jumped on them from the word go. And yeah, they were up around 10 at the half. Yep. They were up 23 midway through the second half. I mean, that game was over. Over. I will say, the FGCU team that's played the last three halves of basketball, second half against Queens at home on senior night, and the team that just played at North Florida, that team's a problem in the ASUN tournament. They're right, they're seventh right now. Top six avoid the play-in. If they beat JU, they... The it all depends on the team they're tied with, which I think is North Alabama. They don't. They have one game left. If they win it, they have the tiebreaker over gotcha. FGCU. So they need a win and, and help. a loss, right? Okay. And if they get it, they avoid the play-in, so they'll only have to win three games to win the A Sun. I mean, they're not going to play at home. I mean, all hell would have to break loose for them. You know, six or seven seed to ever play a home game in the in the tournament again, but. They would avoid the playing game. They would avoid having to win four games in a week. Instead of being in the 7-8 play-in game, winner plays the two seed. They'd avoid it as the six seed, and right now the six seed looks like Lipscomb in Nashville. So that's what's at stake for FGCU. They played Jacksonville, who needs to win to get in. And Jacksonville's only lost two conference games at home all season correct two games period at home but one of them was last night the Stetson so a lot of seeding up for grabs and then who the final team that makes the a sun playoffs is also up for grabs big win for FGCU baseball last night yeah they beat the Canes in Miami after starting the season out having an opportunity to take down TCU in back-to-back -back games and oh. not able to get it done I mean they had Six. They had a six-run lead in one of the games. They had a four-run lead in the eighth in both games to start the year at TCU and lost. TCU top five in the country. Right. I mean, people nationally were paying attention. They were tweeting about it in the college baseball world. Never mind the RPI points. I think they still call it RPI in baseball, in which road wins are everything. And it doesn't matter who you beat either. A road win is a big deal in college baseball. You get like one-third credit. I think you get half credit for a home win, a full credit for a neutral site win, but you get one and a half credit for a road win in college baseball. Never mind how impressive it would look if the committee is considering you for an at-large and you're like, well, you know, I mean, they, they did beat, you know, did beat TCU to start the year yeah, and that now was, a win against Miami. Would have, would have gone a long way. Yeah. For FGCU. That's too bad they didn't get those. But a nice win last night against the Canes. And they had to hang on for dear life in that one. Rallied. Took a one-run lead in the eighth. Gave up a solo homer. Then we go into the 12th. They score four. Miami came back with two. Miami had the bases loaded with two outs. And uh, they made a pitch and got out of it. And uh, made the bus ride home tolerable. 
So that's about a two-and-a-half-hour bus right, ride. Right, because the pitch that got the out possible was hit to the warning track. Uh, just before it, yeah. Like two steps before it. I mean, you know, when it's in the air for a split second, you're like, oh, no. And then you realize, oh, he just missed it. Yep. So good win for uh, Toe and the boys. Baseball's back. No doubt. And we're getting closer and closer to the MLB opening, whatever you want to call it. Well, uh, I mean th- – are you going to celebrate the Dodgers and Padres in Korea as opening day? Or? <laughs> no, no, seriously. I think it's three weeks tomorrow that they play a two-game series. I think it's the 22nd that they start the season. And then they come back and play a couple more spring training games before the rest of the that season. That is a little debuts. odd. It's a little They've done it before, and it is odd. Uh, it's just, I mean, I get it. You're it, it, At least it's... Being in Korea, that's pretty cool because baseball is big over there. Huge. I remember remember the pandemic when the pandemic first yes. hit and that was the only sports going on. And we <laughs> were brother, ESPN was showing it and some of us were watching. Some of us were watching. My brother was gambling on it. We had a few listeners who were gambling on it as well. And it was like two AM when the games were happening. It was it was two to three because when we were because we never took a show off during the pandemic. We just Impressive. kept on doing shows. And it would be on. I mean, it was it was still being played at the beginning of our show at 6 a.m. And remember, AM Sports Guy over here, that's his network when he wins a lottery. And if he decides he wants to keep working and do something, it's going to be AM Sports. We're open from 3 a.m. till noon. <laughs> Tune in for Korean baseball. AM Sports, midnight to noon. We've got the action. After that, just the horizontal bars. Totally. He's You'll done. Be huge in Vegas. They'll have you up on the... Telling you, it'll be the home of University of Hawaii sports. <laughs> I mean, that's Miller. that and Korean baseball, and we get really <laughs> excited for the Australian Open. Maybe a Pac-12 basketball game or two if it goes to overtime. And wait, Pac-12. Well, it doesn't Pac-2. exist anymore. Pac-2. Pac- <laughs> Jeez, this is so Mount- weird. I'm never gonna get used to it. How are you gonna get Mountain West rights away from CBS Sports Network? I mean, so many people are watching, but. <laughs> So now, of course, we got the talking heads. Okay. You know, how does the comeback last night affect LeBron's legacy? And are the Cowboys soft? More after this. How does FGC's win over Miami affect LeBron's legacy? That's coming up after the break. I will say they have plenty to talk about with LeBron because what he did last night, 19 in the fourth quarter, including five three-pointers. Not bad for an old guy. He's 39. 39 points. And for a half hour, he was the best player in the league. But he was certainly he was the best player on the floor. And think of who's on the floor. Right. At 39, isn't it great when the great ones can still be great? And I'm glad that I'll, I'll be able to, in a few years when he retires, I'll never be able to. I'm not one of those guys that's like, I hated him. I, I appreciated every single moment of LeBron. Well, you're a LeBron. You love LeBron. I love LeBron. That's my go. I mean, if you think about all it, right. he came into the league when I was three years old. I've grown up. That's sure. all I know. Totally. And he's been awesome his entire career. So you were LeBron over Kobe? Yes. In terms of the first person that yeah. you, like, you know, gravitated Definitely. to. Yeah. There's a movement. Eh, that might be too strong a word. Steph? No. no. There's... There's a discussion that's beginning to take place with this era people in basketball. And they're trying to make Kobe 
equal to Michael. And they're they're beginning the the conversation is amongst people in the sport today, not the sports writers who are our age or older, but they're beginning to do the, you know, he really was every bit as good. I mean, let's look at it objectively. And they're they're going six versus five, okay, you know, but you know, played longer, you know. I mean, there are those remember Dr. Jack's well, that's quote what I was, on our we, show. Dr. Jack Ramsey on our show said offensively he's every bit as good as Michael. I don't disagree with that, really. Yeah, I know, but that's your opinion. That was Dr. Jack Ramsey's opinion. In which he said, Yes, Kobe does not take a backseat basically to anyone who's ever played offensively. So that's the discussion that today's player is that's the narrative they're pushing, Mark. Wonder how that's going to be received. Welcome to the bonus hour, brought to you by Jason and Todd at the Diamond District. And now, here's Mark Miller and David Moulton. 21 minutes past the hour, it's Leap Day. Woohoo! And as Mark proudly proclaimed early in the show, it's our first Leap Year show since 2016. We skipped one because it was on a weekend. So, great. Now we can figure out how many of these potentially then, let's see, you know, we got together in the summer of 06. So, you know, 08, 12, 16, 20, 20 was a weekend and now 24. I mean, you know, at most we've worked four of these. Wow. So that's it. Probably less. Happy Leap Day, everybody. We did get a text from someone whose sister was born today. Oh. I mean, David has been enamored with someone who was born on Leap Day. And please, 21,000, if you were born on Leap Day, we have questions for you. One, what day do you celebrate your birthday on? Right, February 28th or March 1st. Two, when did your parents quit lying to you? How old were you? And this texter says, today's my sister's birthday. My parents told her. When it actually landed on her birthday, I want to say when she turned eight, we celebrated on the 28th, and by the time she was 12, she got what was going on. Okay. But, you know, I'm curious about things. I mean, do you celebrate your birthday every year? You know, do it's... You bring up a good point, David, because some people hate celebrating their own birthday. So this well, might be a perfect excuse. As they get older, excuse. when you're younger, you love birthday. You get gifts, it's cool, and what have you. But usually when you get to a certain age... Like I was, I was not. Now the Giants had also just lost on a BS call, okay. But then the, you know they took me to a surprise 30th birthday party, and I'm like, oh, this is great. Just what I want to see. About 40, 50 people right now. When I put my fist through a wall. All right. Looks like we've worked the 08 and the 2012 leap days as well. Okay, so this is our fourth leap. Day. Yes. All right. But our first since 2016. <laughs> Are we like a backup quarterback? Are we two and one? Yeah. That's just it's such an ESPN graphic. First win over the Mustangs since 2015. They haven't played. Oh, it's so misleading. I heard it. All right. Sorry about that. That's all right. It's understandable. That's all right. So, yeah, I'm fascinated by the leap year, leap day, the the whole thing. I am. 
you know, and then what do you do later on in life? You know, I, I could understand, okay, that's how it gets handled as a kid. At a certain age, we're like, actually, your birthday is technically not today. What? Okay, get through it. You know, I guess eventually you're filling out job applications, a license, you know, where the last two digits are the most important, not the middle two. So, uh, okay. But then at what age, you know, and it just, I don't know. I am, I'm fascinated by your fascination with this because (laughs) I've never given Leap Day this much thought before. It's just peeling back layers. Yes. David just keeps on going. The leapier onion that David Moulton is attacking with vigor today on the show. I'm curious if women like it better than men because you know they're, you know how they are about their age and in theory you could be younger. I thought because most only like things once every four years. Um, in honor of Leap Day, our poll question today is which team will take the biggest leap forward in 2024? The Chargers have now surpassed the Bengals. The other two choices are the Jets and the Bears, and apparently you guys are just like, yeah, whatever. I don't think people are voting for the Jets because people – I find that people are rooting against the Jets now. People that had no interest in the Jets – are so over the Aaron Rodgers thing that I I don't think you know they didn't gain they didn't gain a Packer fan if you will they didn't gain a common fan. Do you think they had them and now they've lost them? Like I actually think some some Packers fans were rooting for Aaron to do well with the Jets. I've got a buddy who's a Packers fan who initially was rooting for him initially, because, and because now he, he's not. He was in the camp of like, okay, this the media's blowing this up a little bit. He doesn't want to be here anymore. Let's just move on. I'm not going to knock him for all the drama because it's just right. It's clicks, but now I, he's he is really hard to get his arms around. And I know I'm I'm way biased. You got to throw my opinion. No, out. no, we're not but, listening to yours at all. But I come on, objectively, he is hard. To root for. Oh, he, there's no – and sitting out all year and talking about his comeback and going on McAfee's show all the time, usually the more you give of yourself, the more popular you become. I get the feeling that the more he gave out there, the more people disliked right. him. The more exposure ended up hurting him. And that usually doesn't happen. That's a good point. Aaron Rodgers is about to be 40 years old, and the Jets, can they make the leap, if you will? What I think is still interesting, though, is that are we sure Jordan loves the answer? Because if you think back to that Niners playoff game, they were outplaying the Niners. They had the Niners kind of Heisman, and he screwed it up. He did. On routine plays, he fell apart the final 20 minutes of that game. He was bad the final 20 minutes of that game. He he helped give that game away. They are in full control of that game. They have a one-score lead. They got the ball near midfield. He's got a simple third-down check down and throws a pick on an awful pass. And that completely turned it around. The Niners had nothing going. And then in the fourth quarter, he, you know, I mean, the last drive, that making that throw, he's got a guy 15 yards in front of him wide open. I mean, thrown across his body. Yeah. I mean, and that's, you know, pressure time, biggest pressure situation of his life. He fell apart. 
is it a learning experience right. or is that who Jordan Love is? Right. And Can that- he do what Peyton Manning did? He didn't have early playoff success at all. Nope. And the first couple he didn't play well, then they, they weren't necessarily having success because they were running into the Patriots. But so that's that's what I'm curious about because the Packers are a year away from having to decide so how many years and how much. And that's a unique situation because they drafted him and then sat him for a few years. Signed so him, they don't they don't have as much They signed him to like a two year bridge deal. Remember he accepted a lot less money to get an extra year on the contract. So that basically he and Green Bay agreed, we're going to give this two years. This isn't just a make it happen year in 2023. We're going to give you a good solid two years. Just relax. It's your team. Let's do this together. And they overachieved last year. I mean, youngest team in the league by far. Average age was like 25, right? And to make the playoffs and win a playoff game, they're in great shape against the cap. I mean, hell, isn't the oldest wide receiver on the team 25? Yeah, they got a couple young yeah, wide totally. receivers that look like yeah. they might be stars. All the guys that they wouldn't get Favre and uh, Rodgers, right? They, right. They, they got for Jordan Love. <laughs> that, is, that, that is just poetic. But, I mean, I'm curious. Are we sure about Jordan Love? I, I like the direction he's going in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, I mean, he's also the guy who literally six weeks earlier was on Monday Night Football in Jersey and was completely outplayed by Tommy DeVito. Completely outplayed. Wasn't close. You were like, uh, Packers got to move right. on. But he went into Detroit, lit them up like a Christmas tree. Right. I mean, you know, a couple weeks later. Went, went to Dallas. They score 117 points. Right. right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, it's just, it's a funny position, isn't it? It is, because it's also not your typical young quarterback waiting in the wings and he's on his rookie deal. It's not that either. I mean, when you've got one of those middle 15 quarterbacks, you know, you got eight who you're pretty sure every week you know what they're going to show up and do. And then you got the bottom six in which you're like, ah, you guys just, you're not good. Then there's everybody else. And there's everybody else. What do you do when you got one of everybody else? Hey, the Bucks have one of everybody else. Baker's still one of everybody else. Yes. You think he's at the upper part of one of everybody else, but Tua, a lot of people think, is still one of everybody else. 100% he is. Miller and Moulton, thanks for listening. Welcome to the Bonus Hour, brought to you by Jason and Todd at the Diamond District. And now, here's Mark Miller and David Moulton. Final segment on... This Thursday, final day of February. It's the 29th. It's our first leap year show since 2016. There you go. Now you're jumping on board. I'm not. I just did that to make you happy because you put up with me being fascinated by this whole February 29th thing all show. Yeah, completely. When I looked at the text this morning that had the show rundown, I'm like, he's really into leap year. Yep. I, wanted- I thought it was Seth talking about Quantum Leap again. <laughs> well, we're going to find out what happened on this day because probably not much. It's time for someone to take back this segment, if for no other reason than to stop David from talking about Megan and Harry. Here's Mark Miller with Today Was the Day When. You ain't kidding. 1692. 
The first people accused of witchcraft in Salem, Massachusetts. That was a biggie. 1940, the Oscars were tonight. Really? Yeah, they weren't afraid of a leap year Oscar. Surprised they didn't move that date. Gone with the Wind dominates. Well, they could winning, have. winning eight Oscars. Hattie McDaniel becomes the first African American to win an Oscar for her role in Gone with the Wind. They could have had the Oscars any day. We knew who was going to win. The first Playboy Club opened today in 1960 in Chicago. Sergeant Peppers wins the Grammy for Album of the Year today in 1968. It was the first rock album to do so. Hmm. And Richard Petty wins the only Winston Cup, I emphasize Winston Cup, race ever run on Leap Day. It was the Carolina 500 at Rockingham, David, today in 1976. Ah, Rockingham. Here we go. Now we're talking. That's NASCAR. Henry Richard, the Canadian. Won 11 cups. The uh, pocket Richard. Right? right. That's what they called him. Right. He's one of the 100 greatest players in NHL history. He's not the best hockey player in his family. He won more Stanley Cups than any player ever. Him and Bill Russell with 11 championships. They called him pocket Richard. Yep. Hi, you're good. In fact, you're great, but you ain't your brother. Rapper Ja Rule is 48 today. Oh, so 12. Or 12. Right. And goalie Cam Ward is 10 or 40, however you want to look at it. He did backstop the Canes to a cup, though. Yes, he did. Uh, That's what I've got, David. What did I miss? Well, needless to say, not a big sports day. Um, Tyrese Halliburton, born on this day, for what it's worth. You know, so he's 24 today. Or six, you know, however you want to go. And um, you remember the soccer analyst? I don't think he's on ESPN anymore. Remember when we missed qualifying for the World Cup and he lost Had a meltdown. his mind on TV? What are we doing? Yes. What are we doing? Taylor Twelman. Yes. Oh, yeah. Taylor. He's he's solid, too. He's very good. They got rid of him, I believe. Um, he's birthdays today. I don't know how old he is. He's actually one of the best players in MLS history, but most of us remember him for the meltdown. Yes, and it was an epic meltdown and and necessary. I, I if you went back and watched it, I don't think he said anything that was incorrect. No, not a thing. It's like McEnroe's tantrum at Wimbledon in '81. Not a single word was incorrect. Uh, we don't know if the guy was a jerk or not. I think so. Uh, he's pretty adamant. Answer the question! You've heard folks elsewhere mock, Florida is gonna Florida. Well, Mark Miller sees it differently. He calls it the good, the bad, and the ugly. What you got, Mark? We go to Paris for the good. This is for David and David only. I'm gonna botch this French pronunciation, but La Bougée du Sapeur is a satirical French newspaper that only comes out on February the 29th. This is amazing! I want a lifetime subscription. Tell me what it costs. The 2024 edition includes an article suggesting France doesn't need schools anymore thanks to artificial intelligence. Another floats the idea of dismantling the Eiffel Tower during the Paris Olympics to reduce security risks and having IKEA produce a manual for rebuilding it. Some friends started the newspaper as a joke in 1980. 
naming it after a comic book figure who was born on February the 29th. The last edition in 2020 went into COVID-19 lockdowns, sold 120,000 copies. Revenues from the newsstand sales goes mainly to a charity for people with disabilities. Awesome. I'm in. Give me the info. It's all I've got. I, I don't have where you We can look it up and I'll get you a subscription. We'll take it out of our account. <laughs> we go to Hawaii for the bad, where this would have been an ugly that would have never made the list. But fortunately, the man is okay. A driver rented a Jeep, tourist, and drove off a cliff at three in the morning. Oh, damn. He's going to be okay thanks to a local spear f- fisherman who camps overnight saying that it's super dangerous on that side of the island. If you don't know what you're doing, you can get yourself in pretty big trouble. Two local spear fishermen were able to get the driver out of the Jeep, and he is in the hospital where he is recovering. Finally, the ugly. We had a similar story to this not too long ago. We go to Australia where... Tim Hudson, who owns Hudson Snake Catching, went all out for the name. Snake Catching? Yes. Yeah, okay. Because um, Hudson found a small-eyed snake, a highly venomous species, slithering across the clothes, hanging in a young child's closet. So he figured, you know what I need to do? I need to go catch it. Right. Since he owns Hudson Snake Catching. Right. Don't know if they're hiring. You looking for a side gig? I don't even know if I'd answer the phones for fear that a snake could emerge from another room. Well, molten snake catching would be Tupperware, right? That was what you used last time. Yeah, it was like, an, I don't know, a foot long, a foot and a half. I mean, it was right. But yeah, it's all I didn't want to try. Anyway. And that is the good, the bad, and the ugly. On today, February the 29th, Leap Day 2024. This is our first leap year show since 2016. (laughs) (sighs) It was a pretty good one. (laughs) All right, NBA tonight, eight games. Got to admit, it's an entertaining TNT double dip if you're into the association. Early one at 7.30, Golden State and the Knicks. Golden State, a a four-and-a-half-point favorite because of all the Knicks injuries. The 10 o'clock game, uh-oh, uh-oh, Trent's going to be a zombie tomorrow, Mark. We have no shot. Pistons playing the 10 o'clock no, game? No, no, it's even worse. Is there a team that he has been more on the bandwagon of from a betting standpoint? There's two teams. The Heat. The Heat and the Gators. Right. Gators played last night. Heat are playing tonight. Heat are playing tonight, 10 o'clock, and it's a finals rematch. They're in Denver. Now that Denver played last night, although Jokic and the boys didn't play the fourth quarter because they beat Sacramento so badly, he didn't play last night. They were in their hotel rooms watching. Now, of course, they had hit, you know, Denver, so, you know, they had a bunch of gummies, but they were watching. Denver's a five-and-a-half-point favorite. Do you know how much money Trent's going to bet on the Heat? He's getting five-and-a-half with the Heat? Tell me, Al, it's a hard rock boost play. Uh, Tell me. I'm looking right now. I'll bet it is. I'll bet it is. They've put the heat. I swear they're doing it just for you. They do a lot of the, yep, heat to win versus the Nuggets, boosted to plus 190. It's normally plus 150. It's boosted to plus 190. There you go. You know, he's going to take him on the money line right there. $300 he's going to spend. Yep. 
Panthers and Lightning both in action in the NHL tonight. Florida at home for the Canadians. They are a monster favorite in that game. The Lightning at home for the Sabres. I don't want to say it's a must win, but these are games if you're the Lightning. You really cannot afford at this point of the season to be losing to a team like Buffalo at home. Well, especially since everybody else who's behind you by anywhere from four to seven points, they all have games in hand on you. So when the schedule maker gives you two, you got to take it. Vegas is at Boston tonight. That's a sexy hockey game right there. Yeah. My wings are hosting the Islanders. Big game for both. Huge game for the Islanders. Yes. Because the Islanders are chasing Tampa Bay and the wings. And the Wings are looking to extend the winning streak to seven. 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 Right. All right. Our system. system. Here we go. So we got two system plays tonight. And we won't know the results until we wake up in the morning. Well, Trent will because he'll be staying up for the heat and the nuggets, and that'll end at around 1230 a.m. And he goes, well, I can just stay up 30 more minutes to see whether or not our system plays hit. You're going to have him tomorrow. He's going to be a zombie. I just won't fire off any texts when, when our system plays hit. That's good. Gonzaga is a three-and-a-half-point favorite on the road taking on the Dons of San Francisco. This is not a typical San Francisco team. It's a 22-win San Francisco team getting three-and-a-half at home. And then Pepperdine is hosting number 17, St. Mary's. St. Mary's is a 15-and-a-half-point favorite on the road at Pepperdine. St. Mary's, the last unbeaten team in conference play left in men's basketball. They're 14-and-0 in the West Coast Conference. Pepperdine, a whopping 5-and-10. We're getting 15-and-a-half at home. Our system says we just blindly take Pepperdine and the points and San Francisco and the points. No ranked team, uh, only one other ranked team even playing tonight, and that's Washington State at home against USC. I'm actually surprised the line is as low as it is, although ESPN bet has it at six and a half. You say Hard Rock has it at seven and a half. Correct. So, all right. Buckeyes at home for Nebraska. It's a 630 tilt. You know I love those 630 games, David. Do you think it's possible that this interim coach at Ohio State can win enough games to get the gig? Certainly. Because think about what he's done already. He beat Purdue at home, and he beat Sparty in East Lansing. I'm just wondering, if you're, remember, you're a new AD, you're Ross Bjork, you haven't even taken over yet. You don't even know who this guy is. And you've probably got two, three people in mind who are high profile, and he's a guy who loves to make the high profile higher. Right, I don't think so. I think they'll go high profile. It's Ohio State. I, no, no, I understand. I'm just wondering. Well, do you think this guy could win enough? What if he keeps on keeping on? I'm not talking about win the Big Ten and go to the tournament or what have you, but what if he finishes strong here, wins a couple games in the Big Ten tournament, they, they get knocked out in the semis? He goes like eight and four as an interim. Give him a nice pat on the back and say, thanks for doing a good job. I, okay. I say yes because I'm rooting for that. I want that to happen because I, I, if you can coach, you can coach. If you won over the players and you've beaten Purdue, who's the best team in the country, I think, that's impressive enough for me. All right. I'm serious. My money, Purdue-UConn straight up, neutral court in the tournament. You're going to take Purdue? No, UConn. 
Okay, well, well you, you just, just said, said Purdue's, Purdue's the best, best team, team in the country. country. Yeah, that's fine. It's not March yet. It's because so, of the league. So he has a different story tomorrow? Is that oh, it? Come, things- come tomorrow, apparently UConn just got a whole lot better. <laughs> now UConn's number one. Two things can be true. I think Purdue was the best team all year last year, and then they lost to a 16th seed. So I don't trust them, but I think they – they oh, look, so you're saying you actually think they're the best, but they'll choke in the tournament because that's what they do. 100%. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Kind of like how we feel about Tennessee. Because yeah. you got. let's be honest, if we were objective about this Tennessee team, we'd be like, damn, they could be a one seed. Yes. I mean, they're good. And we like teams that have a high-powered offense that can score the basketball, and they are They're good. Solid. Yes. But Rick Barnes history. There we go. Yep. Yep. Okay. I think uh, they put together the best season so far, but they're not. That, that that doesn't mean they're gonna win at all. It's hard. It's tough, especially when you're in the Big Ten and you play. You don't play the same brand of basketball as everyone else. Well, I do think I, uh, Mark's been saying it for 15 years, and that's with all the success that Michigan State has had up until very recently. You have been convinced for a long time they're just playing the wrong style of ball. Yeah, they let them play rugby in conference play, and they don't let them play rugby in the tournament. No, they don't. Plus, they recruit the Midwest. You're not going to get as many athletes. It's just the nature of the Which, beast. by the way, you know, you, you keep expanding your conference. If the Big Ten is truly going to get into Texas and Florida, you know, it's not just getting football players. You start to get others in other sports. Just saying. This world we live in with sports, man. Conference realignment. It's a soap opera. Yeah, but it's the best reality television going. <laughs> it is. But for those that like Saturdays more than Sundays, it's changed. The plot sucks. It Fire the writers. <laughs> okay, go back to what we had in 2017. How do we get the guy on Billions back in the show? <laughs> Bring back Stefano from the dead, for goodness sakes. We've done it four times in Days of Our Lives. Why can't we do it again? All right, I got 350 miles ahead of me. You guys be well. We'll do this again tomorrow.